All right, this is Brent Leary, and I have with me today John Clark, who is the CEO and co-founder of Rival IQ. We're going to talk about competitive intelligence and what it means today and how do you do it today. But before we do that, John, thanks for joining me today. You bet. Uh, pleasure to be here. So, John, before we jump into the whole competitive intelligence discussion and what you guys are doing with Rival IQ, maybe you can give us a little bit of your personal background. Sure, sure. Um, all the way back, computer science and business by education, um, and I've really spent my career focused on uh, a number of different inter- industries using software to focus on solving valuable business problems. Um, my first software company actually started when I was 17, and I've continued through a variety of industries to take us to what is today Rival IQ, um, where we're focused on helping marketers within companies uh, and agencies um, making it drop-dead simple for them to extract competitive insights out of their market landscape, basically what's going on around them, um, to make them better at their job. And so make it drop-dead simple and easy for them to um, leverage information that's coming uh, out of the market via a variety of channels. Now, I first heard about you guys from your your co-founder and your buddy, T.A. McCann, who uh, I first learned of when he was at GIST, and now he's with BlackBerry, and, and now he's also working with you here at Rival IQ. So like, you guys have a great team uh, to build on, but let's talk a little bit about what is competitive intelligence today in the, in, the, in the age of social, mobile, and cloud with all this kind of information flowing out of kind of everywhere you look. Uh, what, what is competitive intelligence, and how, how, do, how does it compare to when it maybe a few years ago when people were doing it now? Well, I think the, um, the, the, big, the big shift is there are so many more channels of activity for the typical marketer to have to deal with. Um, in the, if you, you, know, you roll the clock back sort of a long ways, I think competitive intelligence you know, had this you know, super you know, secret squirrel kind of perspective of you know, spying your competitors or whatnot. Um, and, and I think that both the market has evolved, and I even think some of the language has evolved. We frequently use the term market intelligence instead, which is really about what are all the different channels around where marketers are um, attempting to communicate with their customers, promote their business or their product, um, basically you know, exposing to the world um, their positioning, their strategy, their thinking, and their behaviors. And with the advent of uh, social media, um, uh, more and more, you know, clearly you know, everybody uh, these days needs to have some sort of a web presence. Um, and, and so the, I guess the, the increase in all the online activity has really taken the opportunity to extract information out of the market and expanded it tremendously. But that also means it's a much tougher job to do. It isn't sort of periodically checking in on your competitor. It's, it's watching a, a lot of different channels on a regular basis to see what's going on. Yeah, I would assume that you've got so many more channels, and you have to be watching them almost, what, 24-7, because in, in, a, in a world that, uh, it, that never slows down, it seems to be speeding up all the time, it's harder to keep on top of it, what your competitors are doing, what's moving in the industry, and where you fit. Absolutely. So there's um, a tremendous amount of, of activity. Um, it's, an, it's a nonstop flow of information. Um, 
And the reality is, is there is a ton of information that you can glean from the market. Um, but at the same time, um, it, it's, it's easy to become essentially a sub- obsessed with it as well. And so we actually um, talk a lot about how you would be a fool not to watch what your competitors are doing, but you would also be a fool to obsess about it. And so the trick is having systems in place, um, and those can be manual or automated, but systems in place that essentially gather this, this information and then allow you to, at, when it's valuable to you, sort of peek in and what's going on uh, with your competitors. Because the, the reality is, is for most businesses, the most important thing is to focus on getting what you need to get done to fulfill your strategy and tactics on a day-in, day-out basis, but you should be informing those strategies and tactics with at least insight from what's going on around you. And, and, and speaking of the you know, what's going on around you, what are some of the, the main things, maybe at a general sense, that a company should be looking to do when trying to understand what's the competitive landscape around them? Sure. Um, well, the, the first the first thing that if if you haven't already done it, people should spend the energy to, to understand who are the players in their market. And so we talk about sort of building your market landscape or your competitive landscape is is really understanding who are the companies that are either directly competitive to you um, or are uh, tangentially competitive to you in a way that um, you think you can learn from their behavior. And the final one B is people that are, I would characterize as aspirational targets, so people that you think are, are really kicking it. They're doing really well in the market, and so you want to make sure that you can learn from them. And so those would, those would be three types of companies that it would be important to assemble, and it's important just to know who those are. And then um, there's really there's the, the web or the online presence um, that you can explore there are a whole variety of social channels um, that are important to be evaluating. And there are a variety of other metrics like SEO-based uh, metrics that are important to be identifying that are certainly the, the big groups that we identify that are important to, to gather information on and, and to be watching on a periodic basis. So uh, your service, uh, Rival IQ, do you help with the first part of identifying the, the folks that you should be kind of monitoring and, and keeping up with? We definitely have um, aspects of our product that, that allow you to discover uh, new competitors. I'd say our experience um, as we've been building out the product is that <clears throat> most people have a general sense of, of who, who it is that they're competing with, who's in their market. Um, you know, we've seen uh, customers come in from an incredible variety of, of businesses uh, from, you know, high-tech, you know, SaaS, Internet-based businesses to very, you know, low-tech um, uh, businesses, and they all quickly are able to say, you know, here are my five or ten people that I think I'm competing with uh, in pretty rapid fashion. But we, we do have aspects that allow you to then search for others. Yeah, and I would assume, because it seems like there's, <laughs> with the, the way that uh, companies are being created, you know, leveraging the power of the, the cloud and, and these new business models are getting formed, you, in some instances you may not know uh, who your competitors are, and then in some other instances you may not think that companies that you know about 
are your competitors, but they end up kind of being your competitors. It's true. Certainly, there, there, there's overlap, and people are bumping into each other all the time. Now, what kind, um, of, um, what kind of things can you find out or what you should be finding out and tracking in order to understand what's going on in, in, the, in the industry that you're in? Sure, sure. So from, from our perspective, um, important things to do um, as you set up a competitive landscape um, are, so like I said, have, have the list of people that you think are valuable that you can sort of learn and you can inform your strategy from. Then you want to start doing some baselining um, or benchmarking, um, which would be going and looking at how do they, um, across um, all the various marketing channels, how do they describe themselves? So positioning is a perfect example and that we spend a, a decent amount of energy on because it's this exercise that you go through, which is how do I talk about my business and how do my competitors talk about their business and how do they compare? And Real quickly, if you go, for example, and pull, say, all the meta descriptions from um, 10 different competitors' websites and line them up against each other, um, or the title tags or how they describe themselves on, say, Twitter or Facebook, um, and you look at them side by side, real quickly you're going to discover um, a bunch of common things um, that may be an indication that you want to make sure that you get that aspect into your own description as well. But there may be gaps or opportunities for differentiation that you want to identify as well. Um, so I'd say you know, positioning is, is one where you want to sort of understand where you sit and you've carved out sort of your clear positioning, um, both for how you talk about your business and how it impacts um, your search activity, so keywords, what you're trying to focus on. Um, and then uh, making sure that you've assembled a competitive matrix, which is essentially for your industry, who's present on what channels. Um, if you start to look at the majors like Facebook and Twitter, Google+, Plus, which is, a, is really an up-and-comer and becoming real important, LinkedIn, um, you know, starting to understand, um, am I on those channels and are my competitors on those channels? Um, because the reality is, is uh, you know, everybody has limited time, and so at a minimum you want to be able to prioritize your marketing investments. And so one way to do that is to be able to identify who's competing where, um, and so then you can at least prioritize, am I, am I being left out and I need to be someplace, or is there an opportunity because nobody is active on a channel yet and I have an opportunity to go into a, essentially a non-competitive field and start to make, make some hay? Um, and then the final thing would be essentially looking at, at the effectiveness or the engagement on those various channels. Um, what are people doing, um, and are they being effective? Because you can certainly be present on Facebook, but being present on Facebook and having um, deep engagement with um, your customer base are two very different things. And so, so you're able to kind of see, let's say uh, you're in a certain industry and you've got a list of competitors, and uh, you you can look at the across the different social networks how you you kind of compare and contrast to them. But you can kind of dig in deeper to see, uh, well, it looks like the industry is really heavily using Facebook. Uh, how can I best get up to speed or, or best use Facebook and look at, you know, look at each individual, but also look at the overall industry and how they're doing it? Exactly. Um, and not just the, the overall industry, but then the, then the trick on engagement um, is to go figure out who's, who's, having, you know, who's doing the best. Because this is where some of the learning comes from. 
mm-hmm. um, whether it's SEO or engagement or uh, whatnot. As, as you as you dig in and you see, well, who's who's being the most effective? Dig into well, what are they doing? Are they posting uh, videos or contests or promotions? Are they doing something that seems to resonate with a customer that's common to my customer? And is that something that might be worth experimenting with? And so this is where some of the learning comes from, which isn't a, you're not going to change your strategy day in, day out based on this information, but as you're evolving your strategy, if you identify things that are working for other folks, it, it is at least something to evaluate. Is this something that I might want to make part of my portfolio of, of tactics? Now, is there, like with a service like yours, is there a way to get some kind of a, an alert or some kind of way to, to show, hey, here's something that you seem to be falling behind your competitors in and then be able to dig into it. But, to, you know, on first glance, you might not think much of it, but you, you, a system like yours, does it make it easy for them to understand, hey, you really need to take a look at w- what's going on on, let's say, you know, uh, LinkedIn or on Facebook or, or, like you said, with YouTube with video creation? Sure. I mean, it's it's a... You know, the, our product is uh, is always evolving, and so we're adding more and more to it. But certainly, one of the things that we present to people is where have there been you know significant moves or changes in the market, so that you can you can figure out sort of where to go dig deeper for insights. Um, so it's it, that's that's the value of using technology because the, the reality is is everything I've described. Given enough time and energy, you could go out by hand and, for the most part, you know, gather it in in spreadsheets and whatnot, and and assemble it. It's very tedious. It's very hard. It's it, it, you know, it's tough to maintain, but it's accessible. Um, the trick is is if you have something that essentially is is watching on an an ongoing seven by twenty four basis, then you're able to go quickly look at the results and see where there have been either significant movements. Somebody's had a big, you know, a, a really sort of engaging act, set of activities on Facebook, for instance, and I want to go explore more deeply what that what that was. They've made a massive change on their website. The, they've updated their pricing page, for instance, or their, they've done a whole website redo, and I want to understand how they've changed their positioning. Those are the types of things that all generate uh, alerts within the system that, that you can then go sort of explore deeper. Yeah, I, I think that's important, too, because as you mentioned you know, leading in, there's so much information. Uh, it's happening on a nonstop basis. You really want to focus in on the kind of things that are moving the industry or moving your competitors uh, ahead of you or potentially could, and being able to, to quickly have access to the right information and be tipped off, I think, is, is going to become more critical as even more information and even more competitors come on the scene, and you have to be really able to look at the market as quickly as possible to make those the right moves. And so are you seeing companies, do you feel like if you if you kind of had to rate on a scale of 1 to 10, how well, how many companies are doing it uh, using these kind of systems and are they effective in it? Uh, where are we today with using a service like you? Are, are people, are they are they leveraging? Are they thinking like this? And, uh, and how successful are they in you know, being using competitive intelligence today as maybe compared to a few years ago? I mean, I think that, I mean, it's, it's a constant it's battle. Uh, so I think that more people are probably 
trying um, to be diligent about watching what's going on around them because there is so much information that's available. In a, in a completely analog world, it would be very, you know, it's, it's, it was even more difficult as people are spread out. And you had to, like, watch advertising and go to trade shows and some of those sort of things. And as we've moved to a more online digital world, there is more information more easily accessible. And so to some degree, the, the, so in that respect, the job is easier because I can just go to my competitor's website and I can sort of see what's going on. And that's a natural human reaction to want to understand how do I compare. Um, but just understanding how you compare doesn't really help you. And part of the, the, the growth and the challenge is that there is so much more activity to, to watch. And so there's this overwhelming uh, amount of data coming from all these different channels. That, so while accessible, it becomes overwhelming. And so I'd say that in general, m most business people are doing – some haphazard version of what we're talking about. It might be when you do your website, you do the classic, like you go out and you look at a bunch of competitors' websites and you pull some of the positioning language and you line it all up, and that's an exercise that you do, but then you don't do it again for another year or two. Um, and, and that's uh, you know, a sort of one-time expense with not an ongoing payoff. Um, and so I'd say that people are starting to seek uh, tools uh, to essentially manage this sort of chaotic, sort of rapidly changing amount of information because they realize they can learn from it, but they don't quite know how to manage it. And that's really the problem that, that, that we're trying to solve with Rival IQ is to, to give you a system that just allows you to make sense of it and to keep track of it and to, to be able to manage it because it is an overwhelming amount of information. One last thing. Uh, it's kind of, you know, I think about, you know, you have social listening, you have social monitoring, and then you, you have competitive intelligence. What's the difference between, you know, maybe the generic social monitoring, listening, and what you guys do with competitive intelligence? You know, there's definitely some overlap, um, and and certainly some of the some of the social listening tools allow you to put in competitors as well. I'd say that we have approached the market from a slightly different way, and that back to that premise that. You don't want to obsess about your competitors, but you don't want to ignore them either. If you, if you accept that as a valuable premise, our goal is to make it easy for you to build up that market landscape or that competitive landscape of people that I want to watch and I want to learn from, and then to focus that filter, if you will, of, of companies at a bunch of different metrics. So not just social, although social is important, um, but also SEO-related metrics, also web-based metrics in terms of how their site's changing and how they're changing their their metadata and their title tags and things like that that affect search. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a, a related but slightly different uh, task. So you could, you could take and group up a, a variety of tools, of which social listening is one of them, and get some variant of what we're doing. Or you could use a product like Rival IQ to make it very simple um, to keep all this information in one spot um, and easy to manage. I love a quote from one of our customers. I love it. He's like, you, you guys are competitive benchmarking on steroids. And it's basically, we make it really easy as you're, as you're running your business and every time you find some, another competitor, it's a spot where you can just pop them in that competitive box and know that then we're going to start tracking all that information about them. And so when you're ready to go visit that box for whatever value you want to extract out to inform your strategy, the information's there. Yeah, that's great. And, I, and, and kind of also... Social is a is a 
an important component of a overall competitive intelligence strategy, but it's not the only part of it, right? Precisely, yeah. Uh, John, where can people learn more about what you guys are doing at Rival IQ? You bet. So uh, on the web, obviously, at uh, 